Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. If y'all are new to this show, my name is Nick Rochelle. And I am Carla Rochelle. And we are a married couple. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, I must say, I must say the weather, I'm not going to lie, has been kind of, you know, affecting my mood. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it has been. Um, so if you're wondering why this podcast is not visual, uh, I was just laying in the bed, me and Carla chilling. And I was like, man, if we're going to be consistent with this podcast, all of these hoes ain't going to be able to be visual. Because right now I'm sitting up, I got my uh, pajamas on skin peeling on my nose i got my little eye mask on my forehead carla had her bonnet on but she had the decency to take her bonnet off (laughs) hey you still got your bonnet on i still got my bonnet on (laughs) (laughs) i said but if we gonna be consistent because it's like i don't mind just sitting down popping my shit i'm sitting in the bed i ain't gotta get up had a ring light on my face so you know sometimes the podcast will be visual but then sometimes you know I was like, it's, it's just going to be audio. Yeah. Because you was like, I, I, I do too much sometimes. Yeah, I think you tend to spread yourself just a little too thin. But, like I said, it's good that you know. Like, today you was like, I don't feel like doing all that. So then don't do it. Because yeah. the message is still going to get across. Yeah, I think it's just, it's so much that I want to do on this planet. And me, I know some people may feel like... uh. 70 to 100 years is a long time but y'all that is just like a damn blink of an eye in my mind man it sure <laughs> is even looking at my kids like how my kids was little kids and now they in their 20s now i'm like what the hell happened yeah and the thing is this social media shit like i have a bigger purpose of why i'd like to do this i i feel like i like to spread a message to people who may have incarnated on this on this uh planet and they're just like, you know, I feel like I'm in a really dark place. I want to figure out how to get the fuck out of this place. Or I'm going through this situation. How can I have anyone else been through this situation? And what's a good way to get out of it? Yeah. And it's like, I just like the, the thought of just being some type of light. So I think if you do want to get into this social media shit, it does help if you have a deeper reasoning behind it. Because, you know, some people, <laughs> if they get into this shit and if it don't grow automatically, they quit they give up that's why you have a lot of dead channels on youtube man i went on youtube today babe i was trying to find like a new couple for us to react to first and foremost i was trying to find some other than the cheesy ass pranks because i'm over that shit and a lot of our people who fuck with us they're over it too yeah they 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 that's what i'm saying we had a membership meeting where we sit down on google meet talk to our members and we was like what y'all want to see and um i threw out a suggestion of a couple or a youtuber that a few of the younger audience been uh requesting i'm gonna put the name out there <laughs> someone was like nah you know uh we we don't want that that bullshit that fake shit we want some Damn. real life shit yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> but and it's like i will find some couples who want some excuse me i don't like some real life type shit but then you see they ain't posted it 
excuse me, three to six months. Yeah, I think what happened is a lot of people think that it's really easy. Yeah. And they think, okay, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, get my subscribers up and I'm going to make this money. When it's like you got to have patience. You got to. It's like I see how hard, like, us, we put out the content, but then my wife, she edited a lot of the stuff and it's like you really have to have a passion for it like you can throw something together but then it's like it's going to show in your work it's going to show in your views that's going to show yeah and and it's a lot of mental shit you know having people come at you every day with their different opinions and stuff it's a lot but it's like i wish a lot more real people would just get out there do the work and just stay consistent with it and just don't let up i mean like for me for example the first three years, shit, we was doing this YouTube shit. I would spend hours. I would upload every freaking day. Um, and the only amount of views we would get on the videos is like 11 views, you know, six views. And shit, two or three of them views would be from me. One of them be from my <laughs> wife. I'm, I'm so serious, but because I love doing this shit so freaking much, it's like I'm like, I'm not going to say obsessed. It's just something like therapeutic. You know, it's like an escape. Yeah. And then I I like the fact that you can see people grow. Because yeah. like you were talking about in the beginning, like me and Nick, we both know <laughs> our videos was not all that when we first started. Yeah. But it was like at some point from us just growing and just watching different stuff, it was kind of like we knew we had something yes but the thing is it's a benefit i didn't even know we was gonna start talking about this because this ain't even on our list but maybe somebody need to hear but it's a benefit in whatever you're doing if you're trying to grow a business in a different area a different industry it is there's a benefit of taking that long route you know a lot of people they want to blow up fast and just hurry up and get to the shit but the thing is me and Carla, since we gotten a chance to sit back and watch a lot of other people, there's been a lot of other people who came in, they built up their shit, blew up faster than us, and they also fell faster than us. Yeah. But we got to see what mistakes they've made. We got to learn. We got to see, okay, this is something I don't want to do here. Maybe I consider doing this. And we got to make our own mistakes, but not in front of like hundreds of thousands of people and not to say we won't make some mistakes you know in the future but the thing is when you can take that long route you can learn you can watch other people and see like what worked for them and what didn't apply to your own shit yeah boy by the time you do blow up your stuff is gonna be so on point so hopefully we can get a lot more real people just get out there and make some content but with me and Carla, we ain't just gonna be uh, reacting to no anything. Yeah. And some of them names y'all been throwing out there, I'm just gonna be real. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ain't happening, but buddy. <laughs> but uh, y'all, so we chilling. And uh, you know, this is around the time where uh, a lot of people are ordering things through the mail. Man. <laughs> Went outside. I had two packages um, sitting outside of my door, my RV. And uh, both of them holes was open. Yeah. It's like, that's what's happening. And y'all, this is just the time of the year. Let me just tell y'all this. I used to actually work with this girl and her husband used to work for one of the delivery companies. She actually told me around the holidays, they would like open stuff and, or if they knew what it was, they would actually take it. <laughs> and so then it would have leave you like, 
where's my stuff? Remember, actually, one year, babe, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I ordered Sierra some Uggs, and they kept saying the Uggs was delivered, and I'm just like, no, they wasn't. And remember, we went back and forth with mm-hmm. them, and then finally, they was just like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and... um you know, send, send, resend your shoes. So it was like somebody got a free pair of shoes that year. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently the shit that I ordered this go around, they didn't feel like it was worth. They um, want this shit. <laughs> they said, don't nobody want this shit. They looked at that. It's like, nah, I don't need this. I ain't even got no fucking RV. It's ain't nothing. I, can, I, I can't even sell this shit. Yeah, they was like, what is this? But it's still a violation because, like, you could see where they just blatantly had to rip the damn tape off the boxes and, like, open my shit. Yeah. It's like, what, three of your packages open? Yeah. So, even my daughter, my daughter said that she got something in the mail, and she was tripping because, like, when they deliver her mail, they have to sit it downstairs, and everybody's mail is down there. She said, why, when I saw my package, my package was open, and she said, I hope all my stuff in here, Mm -hmm. and she was like, but why is my box wide open? I know they didn't deliver it like this. Yep. Yeah. It's like everything has just been going, um, it's like... I've been trying to be patient with um, customer service with these businesses because even like now, me and Carla, we've been using Walmart delivery um, and that has been a hot mess. I mean, thankfully, they've been able to come through and bring us our stuff. Eventually. Yeah, but there has been like some crazy mix-ups and and all type of moments that they've been having. And they say they've been understaffed and that's actually every everywhere they they're understaffed. So I've just been trying to be patient, but the whole opening my packages Amazon FedEx whoever you are, stop doing that shit. Yeah. Stop doing that what, shit. You think they'll say we trying to check and make sure it's You not, ain't got um... no reason to check open up my <laughs> shit. You can check but that look, shit from the I outside. Think, I would think if it's happening at the at the post office, they should at least have the decency to retape it. Even if they check in to make sure, let's make sure there ain't no illegal shit in here. Now this was FedEx. Shipped. So this was FedEx. Still, even if they, even if it, it going is going through a process, that means whoever got it last before it came here, it got open. Yeah. So meaning the driver is probably the one who opening it. Uh, they opening then, that shit trying to see if it's something they want and then if it ain't then they just put your shit there they ain't got no tape to uh, tape yeah. it back up so i would advise y'all y'all i know it's easier back in the day i was i still now like to shop online i know it's yeah. easier to be like okay let me just order this online but i would probably um tell you to use caution if you ordering something of value yeah so um as y'all already know we just came from um celebrating uh, Thanksgiving with our family, which I really enjoyed that because we haven't did a podcast after that. Mm-hmm. We did a podcast for Thanksgiving, and um, I really enjoyed my time, babe. How, what would you? How would you say your time was spent with my side of the family? I mean, it's still your family, like my grandma say. I'm everybody, grandma. Uh, how would you say you definitely Carlos grandma? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my grandma called Carla Carlos. I say everybody do. Like most older people put an S on my name. Oh, I didn't know. So that. yeah, but um, I really enjoyed it. I told Nick it's like when I'm around her family, it's like I feel like I'm not missing a beat. Yeah, her, her family remind me of my family. Yeah, 
<laughs> which is really good. It makes even more sense of why I ended up marrying Carla because it's just she fits right in like a puzzle piece. But even though Carla, I've been with her now seven years, like they say, you always learn something new every day about your partner. And I'm gonna tell you something that I learned new about my wife the other day. What's it was that? a craving that she said she had. I don't know if you remember this. Okay, I, I don't. What was You that? woke up in the middle. Well, you didn't wake up in the middle of the night. You was just laying in the bed and you said, I have this strange craving. <laughs> I know what you're about to say. For liver. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? I said, you eat liver? Yes. I grew up eating liver and gravy oh, with god. rice green beans with a little onions in it oh god that was the best so you ain't ever. had liver in seven years is what you telling me no i haven't i have not had liver since i left my mom's house oh god it was so good i tried liver before but it's like the texture is just not right it's like you have to everybody don't it's know how to taste. season liver either. oh no it's if it's texture not for seas- me Oh, well, I love the texture. Oh, God. I see. I, I didn't know it. that. Yeah, I love it. Just like Carla, something new you uh, learned about me was like the difference between the way people say mama and my mama. Like, for example, yeah. when me and my sister is talking to each other, we say, my mama said, you need to do this. Or my mama said, blah, 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 blah. And granted, my mom is both my sister's mom and my mom. I don't know if it's something we do in the Midwest or what. And then Carla down here, she say, mama said, blah, 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 blah. Mama right. said, blah, 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 blah. But when uh, I heard Nick talking to her sister, she was like, my mama said, I said, why do you say my mama said when you talking to your sister? Because it's the same person. Y'all got the same mama. Yeah. Yeah, so you learned something new. Uh, <laughs> you learned something new. That was just something random. You learned something new about your about your partner every day, and I thought that was crazy when she said she was craving some livers. But um, yeah, back to the holiday. Um, really, really enjoyed myself with my family, and um, you know, it just it, it's crazy. Even though I had all that good time, all all that fun, I had a period where I actually experienced like some depression. And it's crazy because, you know, this is the holiday season. They actually say that a lot of depression kind of comes up around this time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the lack of sun. It could be because, again, which we mentioned this on our channel today, that vitamin D, especially black people, we tend to be deficient in vitamin D. So I would highly recommend getting tested, checking your vitamin D levels, and even supplementing if you have to, because, again, this winter has been just darker than usual. I haven't even been getting sunlight like I, I'm used to. And that's probably why I'm feeling like crap right now because it's been really gloomy outside. And then it's like, I don't know. I just been like, blah. But, um, yeah, I had a moment, y'all, where I was just feeling like, it's like I was looking around me. Because first and foremost, we're, we're experiencing a few deaths. Like a lot of the boomers who are getting older, they're dying. As a matter of fact, the sweet man who used to live next to us. Um, I don't think he's ever been in our vlog. Uh, Richard, may God rest his soul and everything. He had died. And it's crazy because um, we were actually looking forward to seeing him again because we, you know, can't, we're coming back to the same area. I know. That was my little buddy. I actually told him when we came back that we should actually go and do lunch. Yep. So I was sad. Yeah. So like him dying... 
and um you know my great uncle just a, a few people have just been you know just dying around us and um and then you look around at your own family and see like how they're getting older um you realize you're not that, that little kid anymore it's not you know as innocent and cute as it used to be yeah and i think that's another reason why um i just told nick this i said when i get a urge to check on my people whether mm-hmm. it be friends or family i don't care if i do anything i'm just gonna send a message or something it don't have to be a phone call but i feel like i'm getting that you know something is telling me to reach out to them for a reason and i would hate for something to happen to one of my friends or family and it was like two days ago something told you to reach out and you didn't yeah 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 yeah. and um but uh yeah i talked to my mom because it's like i was just feeling such like crap i it's like like carla she said she got like a little friends they fit in the size of a cheerio yeah the only people like i know i talk a lot on the channel but in real life if I don't fuck with you like that, I'm not talking like that. Uh, so the only two people in my life that I like open up and talk to is Carla and my mom. Carla, she I be wearing her ass out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in real life, I don't I don't talk like that. I don't like talking to people like that. But um, so I called my mom, told her what I was going through, and she actually opened up and she said that she actually had dealt with the same thing before she said one year it got so bad that she was just you know her her mind was just going to the area of thinking about like death and shit she said this is just not of me like i don't think like this what the fuck is happening and she said she could tell it was like some type of spirit or something because when it finally let up she could just feel it like leave her and um I was like, well, damn, what is something that I could tell people who may be going through something similar, like a way to get out of it? And I'm going to tell you the one of the ways that helped me. I got in the truck that night and I just drove and I just started like thinking about all the shit that I was thankful for. And I just started saying out loud, like gratitude. So gratitude is one of the ways, one of the best ways to dig your way out of that fucking hole. Because I'm like, I could sit up here and be dreading all the people who dying or how old I am now or how old other people are now. And then by the time I get to a point where they're not around me anymore, like maybe they done died off or maybe I'm really old. Like, you know, in my 60s, 70s, 80s or some shit like that. Um, Or... um you know, or, or dealing with a sickness, anything like I had to be really thankful, think thankful for the shit that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like one of the best ways I will say, like, if you can just take a moment, even if you got to be to yourself, go outside, get some fucking fresh air and just start like listing shit that you thankful for. Yeah. And I, I think it's important. Like when you do have those days, because like Nick said, the weather can impact you. I know I've had moments where I, I think I told Nick the other day, I was like, I'm not sad. I'm not happy. And nope. Nick was like, what? I was like, but I'm not sad. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I know that it was the weather doing it. So I told Nick, I try to look at the weather forecast. I saw Sunday, no, is it Sunday and Monday? It's uh-huh. supposed to be really good days. So I told her, we need to get out because the sun is supposed to be out. I don't care if we end up 
walking all the way up yeah. the road. Yeah. But we should get out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, definitely get outside. Yeah. All right, so let's go in and switch gears a little bit, babe. I got a question for you, and I want to see how you answer this question. Okay. Because <laughs> this, okay, so this question came from one of our subscribers on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I think what I want to start doing, because you've actually put this out there a few times, I just didn't know where to put it at. You was like, anytime people leave a certain comment, we should you were saying like address it on an actual video uh-huh. but i was like you know maybe we can set aside different segments like if people say some crazy or maybe have a question or some shit like that we can pull their comments off randomly and just answer their shit yeah this person based off of something we was talking about in the video i think it was when we was talking about how people tend to kick their boys out like at a young age like 18 oh, years old they yeah. don't tend to have this shit together yeah um this person said at what age should your partner have their stuff together? How would you answer that? I don't think there's a certain age that you can have yourself together because things can happen for you at different parts of your life. You have some people that who parents are well off and they probably can teach them business things ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they may seem like they have their stuff together at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like they're mature. You have people who, just say for instance, I remember when um, us outsiders, when a little bit um, father passed and she was sad and she was like, man, I'm out here trying to make a fucking dream come true and I done fucked around and lost my daddy. You know, and yeah. it's like a little bit, she in her 20s. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, either her mid twenties or something like that. Maybe so she's twenties, huh? Maybe late. Okay. So it's maybe. like she's like, so she still feel like she's hustling, trying to get her life the way that she wanted to be. You got some people for crying out loud right now in their fifties. They feel like they don't have a life together. So I don't think that you can put an age on that. I think it just really depends on what the person was exposed to. If they have something beneficial that they can add to the world or that they can sell or, you know, put out there for somebody to pick up on it. So I honestly don't think that it's an age to that. I feel like if we live like that, you'll probably miss out on your life partner because it could take two people to come together for y'all to get y'all shit together. And I actually can can, uh, agree to that and speak on that because, like, when Carla came into my life, did I have like the same amount of money? Was I making the same amount of money as her? No. Did I have the same amount of money in my bank account? No. It's like, it's certain things that I didn't have together, but there were also certain things I did have together. Like things that I was able to bring to the table that maybe Carla wasn't able to, like we were able to take our brains, our way of thinking, our way of operating in this world, come together, put it together and build some amazing shit. Yeah. And, um, so, and, it, and it's crazy because, like, even think about money management. A lot of us, a lot of people, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say shit, probably like a high percentage, 80 to 90% of people are not good with money management or understand or have like a high financial IQ or understand the money game. Yeah. And that's like the lower class and middle class people. You can just tell by the way they operate. And uh, it's certain things that Carla was able to pick up and understand about money, ma- the way to manage it, the way to save it, shit like that, that she was able to teach me. And 
And I know that you can be at a certain age and not know this shit because some of the same shit that I learned from Carla, I find myself trying to talk to my mom about it or other people in my family about it. And then also, shit, it was shit Carla didn't know about money. And we came together, we read different like financial books together Mm -hmm. and like just learned like the power of investing and shit like that. And it's like stuff that they don't teach in school. So when it comes to an age, it's really not a certain age that you can expect like everyone to have it together because different people are just going to develop differently. But then I also think on your end, you got to know what things you're willing to like tolerate. Yeah, I I think I was just going to say that. Like if I had to just give a blanket statement, I know when I before I got with Nick, I was the type of person... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm laughing because um, one of my good friends, this girl was trying to date me. And my friend ended up telling her, Carla, not going to date you. And it was because <laughs> I am the type of person, like, I need you to have your own place. Like, I don't want to link up with you. And it's kind of like, now you're unstable and you need to move with me. No. Yeah. You need to have your own car because I don't want you to feel like, oh, I got a girlfriend now. I feel comfortable enough to ask her to let me drive her car or her running me up and down the interstate. No, like that's not fair to the person. Of course, if y'all end up being in a relationship, then eventually they will have your back. But I think that you should be stable enough to where you can take care of yourself on your own. You ain't calling to ask your mama, "Um, can you help me pay my bill? (laughs) And your mama like, where your money why you ain't paid your bill and you making up some excuse about it like that's not you're not being stable yeah but you'll be surprised with how many i don't think you'll be surprised but i think i have been surprised when i would like actually sit back and listen to different people talk as far as how many people and i'll say women especially who do tolerate like allowing men to just move in with them oh, like just think no. of, babe just think about you got, you got some people one flat tire away from being broke now that's scary they got good dick though i don't give a damn <laughs> they got that good pain Look, like my mom used to say sex don't pay the bills yeah and i know <laughs> and i know it's lesbian couples like that too but i think the reason why i'm speaking like that on like the heterosexual because Lately, I've just been seeing so many, and I, and I hate to say it, but it is some of these men are in my family. But I've been seeing a lot of scenarios where these women are having these men come in and live with them. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like everything just don't look together. Yeah, it, it, it don't look balanced. Yeah. Um. And look again, it depends on what you can tolerate. Maybe they feel like this is something I can tolerate. Yep. I can help them to see if they have potential once they get on their feet. And it's just me. I just, I have I a little tolerance I couldn't for imagine. It. Yeah. I couldn't imagine it. I remember um, the first female I talked to, she was a nail clipping away from not being able to talk to me. A, a nail? Why you say that? Because it was like her lights had got cut off. Oh, damn. And she ended up having to call her stepdad. Her stepdad. And ask him for money. And, um, no, first she called her mom. And her mom was like, I don't have it. She was like, what did you do with your money? So she had this. Ex- and she took you out on a date? 
Nah, I'm at her house. I was like, this should be embarrassing. Hold on, so you was at her house and her lights just got turned off? We went, it was like we had went somewhere and came back and she had a notice on her door. Oh, damn. I was like, babe, we just gonna light some candles, baby. Fuck that. Let me pull out this shit, I've been baby. like, yeah, you can light <laughs> these candles and be up in this hole by yourself. <laughs> so you so, just... Either way, when her mom told her she didn't have it, the excuse she had was was that she had a roommate and the roommate moved out and decided to get her own place. Even if you had a roommate, and because we all know people don't keep up their end of the bargain, but I still didn't think this person was a roommate because the person was sleeping on the couch. They did not even have a bedroom. So that means that you were just helping them out for a little bit of time, meaning that this is your place and you should have been able to pay for your fucking lights. She must have been one of another one of them little young whippersnappers. Yes. You tend and to- look and love to keep up with the latest fashion and trying to look good. Oh, so she had them. And it's them like fresh-ass shoes, instead though. of buying them fresh ass shoes, your ass should have been paying your motherfucking light bill. And now you gotta call your stepdaddy and he gotta send you money. And yeah. I actually asked her, I said, I told her then, I said, I said, why did you have to call your parents? And I, that was my first real conversation I had with her. And I actually told her that. I said, the person who was living with you, they didn't have a bedroom. So if they didn't have a bedroom, if I'm sleeping on your couch, no, I'm not going to want to go half with you on your bills. I'll probably give you 25%, but not 50 But you shouldn't expect me to pay half of the bill. And I ain't even got a room to go in. But you know what? And the thing is, when it comes, like, again, with this money management shit, you'll have people, like, you think just because somebody make, let's say, 100 200 shit, a million dollars a fucking year, you would think, like, oh, yes, I'm set. But you can even have people who make six figures a year that still is poor with managing their money. Like I remember, like, for example, me, when I quit my job the first time when I took a leap of faith, I was doing some um, some independent contracting work. I was doing uh, I was building websites, um, graphic design, social media management, just doing stuff like that. Not making like nowhere near as much money as I was making when I had my full time job. But again, I was with Carla and she kind of like slid some things into my, you know, my, my mind. And plus I was making, un- I was getting unemployment and shit like that. So when I tell y'all, I had more money saved up when I was making a little bitty amount of money than when I was m- at my full-time job, because I just learned about just, you know, saving and not really just spending your money every time you got some. Cause a lot yeah. of people like, cause you get, you know, you get a lump sum of money, you go spend it. You know, you'll see people like influencers and shit who you think would have like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And and you find out like later when they do story times, them telling stories like, oh, I don't, I didn't even have enough money in my bank account to 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 buy a meal. You know, you'd be like, damn, you probably was bringing in a whole bunch of money, but you just wasn't managing it good because again, a lot of us are not taught, you know, how to manage it and and, and yeah. shit like that. I think a lot of people live above their means anyway. Yes, you have some now. people they'll go and get a raise from work and then they'll be thinking like oh shit I'm finna get an extra hundred dollars I can go and move and get that apartment that I wanted Mm -hmm. you know because it was only fifty dollars more it's like that's what people think and then they don't think okay that other fifty dollars 
what if you have a blowout you know with your tire some or what if a pipe bust or it's like they just don't think like that yeah i actually think that's one of the the biggest things that helped us when we took our uh leap of faith from driving trucks yeah you know just having money saved up and and just and just really managing it good and and not just like overspending and shit like that and being okay with living you know under like beneath our, our means you know yeah not not stretching things out but it just makes me think about um me and carla when we were driving from hinesville from brunswick georgia to macon georgia when we took that road trip we actually um listened to a podcast and this podcast um was interviewing this black man who's known as the wall street uh trapper and this is a, a black man who had a very rough upbringing. I really yeah. hope y'all can look him up if y'all can. Yes. And he was just talking about how he went to prison and this white dude was in there too, <laughs> but he was in federal. Like he was in there for some big shit. He looked at the young guy, the young whippersnapper had to have been young as hell, like maybe shit, 15 or some shit like that. But he was tried for an adult for what he did. And he said, man, all y'all playing the game wrong. And he was just pretty much just, uh, he, he opened his mind up to money and the way to invest it, the way to grow it and shit like that. And um, pretty much what the Wall Street Trapper said he got out of all of this is that like, this is really a game that we're all playing. Yeah. And a lot of people get really heavily caught up in race and don't get me wrong, black people are oppressed white people do tend to but white people do have privilege they do have access to uh better jobs especially back then better jobs and better just different things but it's still a game that anybody if they can play it right then they can actually become a part of the the wealthy that one percent it's all in learning how to play the game and um the people who's figured it out not really necessarily based off of race and shit it's like the wealthy and then the people who haven't figured it out it's like the middle class and the lower class yeah and i thought that was really powerful <laughs> just learning and then another thing is a lot of these distractions notice it's getting harder and harder for us to pay attention to shit we're getting more and more distracted even though there's a lot more information out there we're still getting more and more distracted and the distraction it just kind of stops you from figuring out that game on how to play it and i think what helped me and carla like the same thing that helped that guy when he got locked up in prison he said it actually saved his life because it gave him a chance to sit down and think and figure shit out and read and it's the same shit that happened with me and carla when we quit and we were truck drivers and we quit the uh, office jobs and we were truck drivers it gave us so much time to think and read and figure shit out yeah you know um who was that who was interviewing him that guy i can't remember the white dude name yeah but i think um people should take time to um try to listen to his story because one of the things that um i thought was important that he said about um black people and he said even for him before he got locked up a lot of black people are just trying to make it and especially a lot of the black men what they're doing is is like they're trying to survive right Mm -hmm. and he was just talking about like getting his next meal Mm -hmm. um his safety 
he said but the reason prison saved him is because when he got locked up he was already getting those needs were being met yep. he had somewhere to sleep he knew he was going to get... He said the bed was hard. He said he had a meal. He said it probably wasn't what he wanted to eat every day. He said, but those basic needs were met. And because they were met, it gave him an opportunity to start reading up on stuff. Yeah. And um, the, the, the podcast that we actually watched, the guy's name is Tom Bilyeu. That's B-I-L-Y-E-U. It's on YouTube. Yeah, but um, that was a really good interview. Oh my goodness, it was really good, and I actually want to see if I can find this quote that um that he said uh, about the wealthy, which I thought was really really powerful. But um, but uh, one of the things that he was kind of stressing is like, you know, what a lot of wealthy people do is they just kind of like they figure out like a way to make some money where it, it kind of like is able to make it itself, or the money is able to kind of work for you while you even while you sleep and then um and then um while it's doing that working for you while you sleep it's like you're figuring out other projects other things other ways that you can make money and essentially like that's what me and carla do like we're just constantly just thinking not constantly thinking but we're always opening our minds up and in, into in, a certain investing in certain things or thinking about other ways that we can generate some type of income um damn i wish i could find that uh that quote that he said oh here it is right here this was his quote it says wealthy people do three things they stop trading time for money they make the money work for them and they give as much value to people as they can so yeah, me and Carla again, and it's like even with this YouTube shit, which is one of our streams of income, it's kind of like, what type of value can we bring to to these people who wake up and watch us every day? And we think about that, you know, yeah. that kind of helps us with the decisions that we make. Um, so yeah, now um, let's see here. So again, when we say like uh, when it comes to like the race thing, don't get me wrong. There is a, a, a there is a difference between like the races, especially white people and their white privilege. But, you know, we all still got to figure out how to play this game because you got a lot of white people who definitely ain't got to figure it out them themselves. Even the ones who seem like they got a lot of money, they ain't got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of that, it made me think about um, this video that I saw um, by Jim Carrey. And, uh, babe, I actually wanted you to listen to this, too. And I wanted to see, like, what did you get from it when you heard it right here? Let me see. At some point, when you create yourself to make it, uh, you're going to have to either let that creation go and, and take a chance on being loved or hated who you really are or you're going to have to kill who you really are and fall into your grave grasping onto a character that you never were at some point yeah, point, yeah. oh wow that's deep uh, <laughs> you know i actually saw um it was a quote and it kind of said the same thing mm-hmm. actually i don't know I can't remember. All I know, it was saying something to the point of... Um, actually, I think it was my horoscope, now that I think what? about it. It was something in my horoscope, and it was saying that 
I guess something was going to happen where I was going to have to be upfront with the person. And it was basically saying that you can either, you know, because you know that this is going to happen, you can either take the safe way out and not deliver the message so that you won't hurt the person feeling and they won't look at you a certain way. Or you can kind of be gentle in the, the in the way that you deliver the message. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's something that I have learned in life. It's like I've been in situations where it's like, okay, people think I'm a bitch. And it's like, I don't want people to have this perception of me. So let me soften it up or let me change the way that I verbalize things. But even if I change the way I verbalize things, I still need to be able to get this message across. So... To me, I feel like in life, like you can either like be who you truly are or mm-hmm. you can be what others want you to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really deep message. Yeah. You know, just think about said. like when you present yourself to the world, like even me and you, yeah. when we presented ourselves to this world using our platforms, we had two different ways we could go about it. We could have been this YouTube couple that got up you know, really focus on glitz and glamour and, you know, superficial things, things that didn't really fulfill us, really build characters for people like when they look at us in hopes of them perceiving us in a certain way, just building up a character, but then killing who we really are. You know what I'm saying? You see who we really are. Like, we like our natural hair. We, you know, don't really get caught up in a lot of the you know the the latest fashions that's just not us but we could have easily built those type of characters yeah but then in the end who would have like you would have been trying to make somebody else happy but then you would have been unhappy exactly we would have been literally and i think it's a lot of people that are doing this in this world like how you said you're seeing like when you saw the little girl um your your niece's friend we actually talked about this in our membership meeting i forgot we ain't talked about this to the people but you said that your niece, who was, is she 11 or 12? She 12. Had a friend. Uh-huh. Has a friend, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's also, like, 12. Yes. And she saw a picture of the friend. No, the friend came to her house. Go ahead, tell the story. So, she had a friend that came over to her house. They're both 12. And when the friend came over, the friend had her nails done. And she had fake lashes on. And um, my oldest niece ended up telling me, she was like, um, she was like, yeah, she was like, she didn't came to the house and had um, a yana stressed out. And so the little girl ended up showing me a picture, I guess, of what she looked like when she came in. Yeah, no lie, this girl did not look 12. She was given every bit of teenager. She had on this body form-fitting dress. It was like a, a body dress, like <laughs> a snug dress. She had her little acrylic nails on and she had her lashes on and she had her little purse and she was posted up. And I told Nick, I said, I'm so over all these little Minis. mini fake celebrity people that yep. want to live this celebrity life. And then here my niece is looking at this girl and she like stressed out because she know her life don't look like mm-hmm. this little girl who just walked in. So she didn't want to ask my older niece 
Amaya, where's your lashes? And Amaya's like, what? Huh? What is you talking about? And yep. she go in and see this little girl and she like, Lord have But see, mercy. but that's kind of how it started. It's like they looking at other people. Yeah. The comparison game. You get caught up in comparison. You're comparing yourself. So now, yeah. imagine if Leyana get her hands on some lashes. Then she start doing nails. And we know who <laughs> Ayana, well, we know kind of what Ayana into. She like playing video games. She like, you know, she's a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she's still going through her little tomboy yes. thing. She don't even like wearing dresses. Yes. Like that dress that little girl had on. If my sister would have bought that dress for her, she would have been like, uh-uh. Looking like a little grown woman. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, you know, I, I think a lot of these social media influencers are getting caught up in that. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful that we did not get sucked into that or caught up in that because it's like we can just openly be ourselves. We can talk about the struggle of food, like eating, being a big get, big get, and, you know, certain issues that we face in our relationship because we've talked about certain arguments that we got into, you know, in our relationship. And that's why you have moments where, you think it's all good with couples, but then all of a sudden they break up and you're like, well, damn. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? What happened? As a matter of fact, I actually wanted to read this comment from one of our subscribers. Um, and because I think a lot of people are starting to get fed up with the YouTube couples. So this is the comment that she said. I am so done with watching couples YouTube. I admired a lot of couples. And at this point, I think they are all fake and phony. They show all the beauty of their relationships when they are all in shambles. Hold on. They show all the beauty of their relationships when they are all in shambles. The elephant is she didn't feel appreciated and she was giving her all and not getting it reciprocated. I believe she's a strong woman and she knew it didn't work before. So maybe that makes her stronger. I love watching you two because y'all don't let the money and fame go to y'all head. I truly am done with watching any videos that pertain couples, men and women and women and women. Content creators are just that. Oh, content creators are just that at this point. The worst thing I hate is how fast they all move on and how they move on out of hurt, not making that fair to the next person. Wow, YouTube is just drama and drama do sell. <laughs> just think about that. Yeah, so it's like, I agree. I think a lot of people, some of these people that have relationships um, on the platform, it, I think they consider it a business. It is. And then, some um, and that's just based off of the statement she made about them moving on so fast. Yeah. And then you have the ones, they be like, it's been five months since I um, broke up and um, I've only been dating this person for two months. So you gave yourself three months to heal. Like, I think but, when I went through a bad breakup, mm -hmm. it took me like over a year. But let's be real. <laughs> in real life, it be like that in real life. Man, I think now the world that we live in, I think it's I, crazy. It's almost like crabs in the fucking bucket. Yeah. It's like, I think I only let myself heal and take a break from a relationship one time in my life. Girl, I well, I'm not going to say I haven't even had that many relationships, but I think it was only one time I didn't where I jumped right into something else. Yeah. But I've only had three relationships. So the first, those two, I did go through a healing, but it was only one that I didn't. And when I didn't, that shit didn't work out. 
Yeah, well, what I mean is, like, I had someone that I'm already, like, entertaining. Yeah, like, I never I just too. gave myself... Yeah, so even though I've only had, like, maybe a good four relationships, two of them, according to your rules, as far as serious relationships... I've entertained a lot of people and it's kind of like, I felt like I didn't have to feel that pain or deal with it because I could just move on and talk to somebody else. So that's really how it be in real life. The only difference is these people, these couples, they doing this shit on camera. And then when they break up, it's like, we get to see them just move on to the next, next person. Yeah. But it's like, you have to know that they're also getting paid if, you know they have the drama that come out mm-hmm. of it all the back and forth and then it's like when they get with the new person the people are thirsty to see who the no- new person is and how life is gonna go on um but i do actually think um there are some serious couples I, well i know me and my wife we are a legit couple i feel like i wish it was more people out there because there's a lot of people they need uh like something to get away from the bullshit that's going on in their life. They don't need to deal with the bullshit that's going on in their life and then get on here on this platform and they got to watch all this other bullshit too. I used to tell I tell Nick, I like to see drama outside of my life. <laughs> yeah. Was like when I was going through drama in my life, that was the last thing I wanted to see was some damn drama. I used to be like, I ain't got time for this bullshit. I'm trying to sort my shit out. It made me think about like it was a couple that um I actually wanted to react to on our channel at one point, but they just fell off the face of earth. You know, they was one of them couples where, you know, they just look, they look good together. And um I think we mainly just seen the good from what I could tell. Um it's the Omala and Chanel, that couple. Mm-hmm. And um if y'all don't know them, just look them up on YouTube because they're actually they went through a breakup. And now they're at a point where it's like they're showing off the new crush. The one girl, the film, it's crazy because the film, she actually, um, she's actually now talking to a guy and she just did a damn pregnancy test trying to see if she was pregnant after like a, a few months of like being with the guy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, um, so it's just like, and one of, as a matter of fact, the stud, one of the videos she made was, it says, I'm depressed, dot, dot, dot. I need a girlfriend. Now I didn't watch the video. But the title alone, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean you're depressed, you need a girlfriend? You're depressed? No, that doesn't mean you need to go and dump that shit on somebody else. What people got to realize is like, whatever you are, that's not only what you're going to attract. So it's like, if you want to attract someone whole and healthy and good and a good space, you need to also be in that good space. So you're just going to attract another depressed ass person and y'all just going to be some depressed ass people together. Yeah. So I wish more people would take the time to get themselves together. But again, I've been there, done that. So I do understand. But a lot of people are starting to get over uh, the YouTube couples, I can tell. And it's getting harder for us to find couples to react to because I definitely don't want to do the fake shit. But um, all right, y'all. So we're going to get into the email portion of our um, podcast. (laughs) Shout out to y'all who are just rocking with us, listening to us because this motherfucker is going. Um... And we got an email that sent in. Let's see here if I can find it. And we're going to read it and we're going to give our advice. Remember, if you want to get some advice from us, there are two ways you can do it. You can either go to our website and you can write in at the podcast section. Tell us what's going on. We will keep you anonymous. Or you can, um, if you need some extra attention, you can actually sign up and uh, submit 
uh, for an opportunity to have a one-on-one. We don't accept all one-on-ones that come into us. Um, but, um, but we will, um, read over your stuff to see if it's something that we want to help you out with or talk to you with or, or some shit like that. So definitely visit our website, www.nickandcarla.com. And also if you want to sponsor an episode, definitely reach out, go to our website. All right. So the title of this, uh, website, I mean, of this email, it says in all caps, help. It got exclamation, 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 exclamation. Got like with five of them holes. It says, "You can interrupt me at any time, baby." Okay. Hi, Carla and Nick. I really enjoy your channel and how y'all keep it real. So I already know to have thick skin for this one. And they got the monkey emoji covering up their eyes. Oh Lord, what the hell is this about to be about? I'm in a dilemma. And I really want y'all's opinion. I know y'all going to give it to me real. So I've been in a situation with dating a married man for almost four years now. Okay. So we already starting off on the wrong foot. You dare you're messing with a married man. <laughs> I'm to the point where I want to be free and date other people, but he's making it hard for me. He shows up unannounced if I don't answer my phone and he's expressed that he doesn't want me dating anyone else. So you're dealing with somebody who what? Manipulative, narcissistic, controlling. Yeah. He's even showed up when I had a guest over, uh, parentheses, another male, was at my house. When I met him, I did not know he was married. Oh, so he's a liar. I didn't find out until months later after we had already been intimate. Mm. All I, So uh, my question, and I don't know if she's going to answer this. So after y'all had sex and then you found out he was married, did y'all have sex again after that? And that's the question. <laughs> was it, here we go. All I know is that his wife is sick and near her death. And he's claimed... He's only there to make her comfortable until she pass. Ooh, this is different. He says they don't have sex anymore. He has stayed at my home on several different occasions, and we've spent holidays together. So he didn't spend holiday with his dying wife, okay? I'm just to the point where I'm tired of waiting and just want to move on with my life. I'm in my late 40s and tired of it. Please give me some advice or tell me what y'all would do. What you got to say, babe? Uh, this is different. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess um, the first thing I want to say is she ain't dating him. If he married, she she ain't dating him. She's definitely the mistress, the mistress at this point. Yeah. She said dating. You can't date somebody. I mean, I guess you could date somebody that's married, but she's not dating him. Um, I guess the other thing that stands out, kind of like how you say it. Um, okay, so she said when she met him, she didn't know he was married until afterwards. Um I'm gonna tell you. I wonder now. how did that happen? 
What did, you mean? did she find out did she find out through researching him did he say oh, oh. by the way let me tell you this oh yeah like i wonder how did she find the shit out yeah. like was he just up front or did she talk to somebody about him and they like he married yeah it's like this is just crazy because then he got a wife that I don't know. Oh, this you is... know, she could. He could be lying. He could be one of them Derek Jackson type of men. You know, lying about shit. Have you seen her, her uh, dying body laying in the bed? But anyways, I don't want to get too caught up in that. But my thing is, you got to know your worth. Who cares if if what his situation is? He's saying he's just staying there just to be there for his dying wife. It's like if that ain't no shit you want to deal with in your life, why are you dealing with it? It sounds like she is in a difficult situation because she said he's making it hard for her. So he's popping up. Has uh, she blatantly just cut it off and tell him, look, I'm good on this. I don't want to deal with this. Apparently so. If she is saying she had somebody else over and she's getting to the point where she's not answering the phone, that usually happens like when it's, you know, like y'all are having an issue. So for her not to be answering the phone and he's popping up at her house, to me, it would seem like she's communicated it, but he's not allowing her to live her life. I'm going to tell you this now. now there have been she got to get a restraining order, yeah. she need to get a damn restraining order. I don't even give a damn if she got to move. I don't know if it's to the point where she love her house or wherever she live and she don't want to move. But even if I had to go to that point, because I actually got a friend in a situation like that, but she is in the process where she's about to move to get away from her crazy friend. I'm going to tell you now, there have been so many people that I have met who do not know how to communicate, who do not know how to directly say shit. Mm. They'll say some stuff where it's kind of like, they ex- they expect the person to catch on to the clues they're giving like oh I haven't been answering my phone or I haven't even been texting no more so I, I mean he should understand That's that true. that means that I ain't fuck with her no more but have you sat him down and directly told him look this I, ain't, this, I do not want yes. this anymore I don't want your ass no more yes. this ain't no shit I want to be involved in so my thing is if you haven't did that first and foremost do that communicate it so he clearly understand what the deal is and then as far as, um, damn, um, if, if you have told him and he's, you know, still fucking with you, being manipulative and shit like that shit, what do you do? You get a restraining order. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. Because get a restraining order. Is, even if, even if he's lying, like say for instance, how you said, what if he is lying about the situation and the wife ain't dying and he just trying to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. Nope him in the situation that he's in he's not gonna want a restraining order put on his ass cause he ain't gonna want that shit to get out mm-hmm. to the public so I would get a restraining order especially like if you're in a situation where you can't move if you can move I will fucking move because if you can move chances are maybe you've been thinking about it anyway I will actually move and just but damn to have to switch up your entire life because of one person that you fucked with and you like regret it she could also if she know where he lived what you think she should go and talk to the wife but then we don't know how the wife might react either okay but the thing is (laughs) I ain't gonna even lie that don't sound too bad she could start acting crazy and if she do know where he lived be like motherfucker make me show up to your house and just sit outside his house one day something 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I would try to take the appropriate steps first, talk to them. If that shit don't work, you know, you get the law involved if you want to. You restrain an order, shit like that. If that don't work, then yeah, you do have to take medicine to your own hands. Because I remember one time I was into it with a chick. Um, and the actual, like when I got locked up, this is the, the girl that, you know, the, I had the situation where we fought and all that shit. Well, uh, I kind of fought her, but anyways, I um, you said y'all was playing. we was playing, but she got <laughs> fucked up and, uh, I got locked up for it. And, um, uh, when I got locked up, like she had no right to my place, but they actually let her go into my place my apartment and she was able to take some of my shit like she was able to pick through shit and take some of my stuff like they actually let her in there to do that oh wow yeah was i there yet was i locked up or no maybe i was back this is about a time where yeah this was about a time like i had to get creative when i got this is when i got out of jail and she was still in my place she would not fucking leave but again i had i had figured out a way to get her name off of the apartment she even signed the paper before i got locked up and um i had changed my locks to my place while she was gone and none of her shit i took all her shit and set it in front of her mom's house while she was at work and uh, when she came back i was not at the apartment i was with some new chick i was talking to and um you know i was just stay you know staying there for a little while i stood there for like three days i stayed for three days to just kind of stay away from her so she wouldn't provoke me or we wouldn't get into it with each other and um she actually went and talked to a part the apartment people and they even though her name was not on the apartment she didn't have the keys to my apartment they opened up my apartment and they let uh, her in that my was place messed up because they should have contacted you you know okay yeah they didn't so even contact think, me i think when you're in a situation like that um, I don't. When did they change the locks? Because I was gonna say maybe you should have communicated to them. Look, I changed the locks, or um, look, I'm not gonna be here, and she should not be over here anymore. I mean, so did they change the locks for you, or did you change? The I locks? got them to change the locks for so me. So they knew that. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. And her name was no longer on my shit. So at the end of the day they should have contacted me and let yeah, me know like hey have. is it okay if i let her in your apartment and they you didn't do that no. so i went exactly so i went to the cops i tried to file a report all that shit none of that stuff right so sometimes you'll go and try to do a restraining order or talk to the cops and that shit won't even work yeah so then when that shit don't work then you got to take matters into your own hands and try to be as legal as possible with it so you don't get in trouble even more so shit yeah maybe showing up at the uh white house or calling the wife talking to her letting her know what's going on anything like that but then that may you take a risk too because you you don't know what other side he got that's true you got some brothers or some uncles but then i was just <laughs> thinking when you were saying that i was like if she go and do a restraining order she can't do that because then if he try to say something about her it's gonna make it look like she crazy what you mean okay so if she go and get a restraining order against him, right, mm -hmm. and that don't work, and she starts showing up at his house, 
What if he decides to actually try to contact the authorities? Okay, well then, or if he record her some shit and they show she there, that shit ain't gonna look good. Well, she, if he could have a fucking ADT camera, you know these hoes record on the street. So she definitely don't want to get caught up in no shit Well, like that. if she really desperate, go sit outside his house, check out his schedule. When he go to work, you go and knock on that motherfucking door and then see if that wife, the sickly wife come down you had that conversation with her. Yeah, because at this point... Mm-hmm. I would say don't be deceived. Like I understand that you're that you're saying that he stayed at your house and he's been there on holidays because you don't and this is just based off of what we read and it don't seem like you know anything about the wife. For all you know, the wife could be out of town with her freaking family. It's like you don't know what other lie he didn't fed her. You know, he could be like I got to go on this business trip and I ain't going to be able to answer my phone. So just don't be deceived. And if you really want to get out of the situation, I say take back control of your freaking life. That's what I feel like needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Just take back control of your life. And like Nick said, communicate. I do not want to be with you. If you keep coming to my house, you leave me no other choice than to contact your wife. Mm-hmm. or get a restraining order on your ass when you start talking like that people will be like let me back the fuck off but he bold as hell talking about I don't want you dating nobody else yeah yeah he already sound like he got some issues honey man these these women they just be getting caught up some of them Mm-mm-mm. but I hope that advice that we gave you I hope it um I hope it helps shit I hope it helps you but uh, did you have anything else that you want to tell these beautiful people in this podcast? It's a nice little long, juicy one. Get no, them through their day. I don't have anything else. Well, I really enjoyed speaking with y'all. Don't forget, if you want to write in, go to our website. Visit our website, period. You know, we got we offer a lot of different content. Blogs. I do music. We have reactions to different couples. Um, erotic story times. We just got a lot of shit that we do. So if you want to support us in different ways or just be entertained in different ways, visit our website, nickandcarla.com. Um, if y'all enjoyed this podcast, I guess you can hit the like button. <laughs> uh, just let us know somewhere in the, um, somewhere. And we, Either in the comments or come to the Discord. Yeah, go to the Discord. And uh, we hope to catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.